And on the show, Hillary and Aaron talk Jacksonville, killer twins, and why nobody wants to fuck the ladies in this movie. Happy Thanksgiving from everyone here at Triple M. The movie is Blood Rage. This is Manic Movie Monday. For the touch of your lips, dear But much more for the touch of your whips, dear You can raise welts like nobody else As we dance to the masochism tango We're back. Um, yeah. So so that was the interesting thing was this. This is a very sleazy drive-in, right? I mean, yeah. this is... And I've never... Tr- truth be told, I've actually never been to an actual drive-in before. Oh my god, you need to go. Fun story. So, me and my old man, this is one of our first dates, and we brought our three stepkids, who are at this point, maybe six, seven, eight. And now drive-ins usually play two different movies. On one screen is Madagascar and, you know, some other fucking cartoon. And on the other screen is Evil Dead 2 and The Wretched. Ah. Mm-hmm. So we pull up and the little lady in the booth looks at us and is just like, oh, five for Madagascar. And Talon looks at her and says, no. And the woman goes, the the, the wretched? Like, terrified. (laughs) So we say, yes, please. And we have, you know, children. Hashtag parenting. Yeah. Hashtag parenting goals. Follow me for more uh, step parent advice. So we pull into our spot. I bought pillows and blankets. We have a pickup truck. So we make the whole backseat up. Super cute. Go get like popcorn and candy and snacks and everything. The second Evil Dead 2 starts playing is the first thing. All three children ball down, break down, hysterically fucking sobbing, and we don't even make it through the opening credits and we have to leave. Oh my God, that's crazy. See, I don't know. So, okay, so at this point, how old were all of the kids? Like six, seven, eight, maybe seven, eight, nine. Okay. But yeah, uh, Talon had told me, you know, we watch horror movies together all the time, they love it. And I was like, Oh, if you're telling me that your kids can handle Evil Dead 2 in the back of a pickup truck, I'm going to trust you. Fun fact, they could not handle it. At all. Hey, hey, hey. All right, Murphy. This show is gonna be wild today, folks. <laughs> this this recording is as wild as this fucking movie. Okay, so obviously we've got the super sleazy uh, drive-in. Everyone's making out. People are making out on top of cars. It's fucking nuts. Then we meet Mom of the Year. Oh, for sure. Uh, absolutely getting it in with her kids in the backseat of a station wagon. So fucking gross. Oh my God, dude. It's okay. So question, how old are the boys at this time? And that's Terry and Todd. Oh God. They had really had no chance in life. Um, I believe that they, now they look 10 ish, but I'm going to say that they are supposed to be seven. So, cause then I believe then 10 years later when it fast forward, uh, they are still 17 cause they are talking about going off to college. 
Okay. Okay. That's a good point. And I didn't even think about that. Although everyone kind of looks like they're on the wrong side of 20 in this, but oh, we are easily pushing 30 with that receding hairline. Oh Lord. Yes. Yes. Um, so mom of the year, Maddie is played by Louise Lasser. Okay. So fun story about Louise Lasser. Besides the fact that she was married to Woody fucking Allen. Yeah. <clears throat> um, she's the reason I no longer wear my hair in braided pigtails. I, okay, now I need more story. More story, please. More story, more story. Okay, so I used to wear my hair. Like everyone knows this. Everyone knows that I used to wear my hair in these braided pigtails, and I did it for a really long time until somebody said, I really like your hair like that. You look like the girl in Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. And I'm like, huh, that's a very old reference. So I go and look it up, and it's Louise Lasser, and I'm like, I am going to cut my fucking hair tomorrow. Um, you should go back to wearing uh, braided hairstyles and fuck that person. That's yeah, she's just terrible. Anyway, so Louise Lasser um, in real life is, you know, 18 different shades of batshit. Basically, she's got a lot of issues. Obviously, if you're married to Woody Allen at any given point in your life, you've got issues. Um, she is she's playing. It's funny with this role because she's her hair is like. She's got weird pigtails, too. Yeah, no, she... There's a lot going on with mom. Um, Like, right off rip, the fact that you are totally willing to, like, bone it out with your kids in the backseat of a station wagon is fucking weird. Like, me... Like, that was probably the most uncomfortable I was in this whole movie. Right, exactly, exactly. There's a there's a lot to be uncomfortable about in this film, and that is, but that was definitely the, the moment. Um, so the kids, and, and here's what the thing is, the kids actually know that she's a whore because they say, Mom's at it again. And so one of the kids gets out of the car and, okay, so he picks up a roofing hammer. Is yeah. that, that's what that is? I'm going to say yes. Okay. So he picks With all my roofing knowledge. I'm going to say yes. As a roofing he picks up a roofing hammer and and finds a couple. What are you doing? What? Okay. And finds a couple who are like full, like fucking full on fucking naked in the back of a car. Who gets naked for car sex? Oh God, no, no. Everyone knows car sex is fucking skirt up, yeah. legs on the dash. Yeah, you know, like I mean, in yeah. quick, in and out. <laughs> like let's just get this over with. But like socks, shoes, pants, underwear, bra, shirt, hair down. I was oh, like, yeah, I what? This is so uncomfortable. Yeah, I just it was full on. They're just full on having crazy sex and. One of the boys, and I'm, okay, so this is hard to keep everybody straight. Between Terry and Todd. Um, Why are you upset? Oh. <laughs> so, um, Terry? Yeah, Terry is the bad one. Right. Todd is the good one-ish. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward. Um, yeah, so Terry decides to take the roofing hammer and... He busts open this this couple's car and hacks them. Well, okay, hacks him up, and she runs screaming naked into the night. Yes. Like, well, really, what are you... I mean, realistically, I would have fought a seven-year-old with a tiny little baby axe. Would have been me. But I guess, you know, run through the drive-in naked is a close second, I guess. So then this little shit... Walks up to his twin brother, 
wipes blood on his face, puts the axe in his hand, and basically goes, it basically says, Todd did it! Todd did it! Yeah, and, you know, Mom shows up. Mom now realizes in this amount of time that the kids have left the back seat, done all of this. There's a, you know, big to-do, a scuffle, if you will, on the other side of the drive-in, and Mom finally shows up and is just like, oh my god! Well, bleh, Mom of the Year. So I think it's ten years later... We're not, it's not time for shout outs, buddy. <clears throat> so then, I think it's 10, is it 10 years later? 10 years later. So 10 years later, we go to a sweet ass mental hospital. And, oh yeah. Uh, and one of their therapists, or their therapist, Dr. Berman, goes into total voiceover mode. Like she's in a fucking like Raymond Chandler novel. Yeah, like. I was like, why are we narrating what we're watching? Yeah, and the like- weirdest thing about Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, she goes with this full-on narration, which is very strange because this never happens in the movie again. No, yeah, no, this was the only time. And it's literally about what... And she talks about how, uh, you know, this was her first time seeing mom interact with Todd and I was like mom hasn't visited in 10 years but then mom talks about how she brought him a piece of pie every year on Thanksgiving so like what yeah yeah the script leaves much to be uh you know desired but the best part is when she says my past work with hysterical patients helped me calm her down yeah but it didn't like it's mom is still hysterical nothing the shrink is not doing anything besides Neri. She's sitting in a chair, not doing anything, and then cut back to mom, and now mom's fine. Right. Yeah. It's it's totally bananas. So Mark Soper comes in, and that is who plays uh, our Terry Todd combo. Um, no, it did, is one guy? It's one guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did, did he look familiar to you at all? To me? To me? Come on. All right. <clears throat> so... <laughs> So I knew I had seen him somewhere before. And uh, he was in a movie called The World According to Garp, which I've read the I read the book first, and the book is obviously much better. It's a John Irving novel. Um, but this is a um a Robin Williams movie from the 80s. And in it, his um Robin Williams is married to this t- this woman who's a teacher, and she's been having an affair with one of her students. And she breaks it off and she says, you know, look, I can't see you anymore. We can't do this anymore. And he says, will you blow me one more time? Yeah, well, I it's a teenage boy. What? Like, right. right on. Right. That script is actually perfect. It makes more sense than blood rage. I'll tell you. Yeah. That. Yeah. So she's like, all right. So she goes down on him. Oh, in that's the, not, that's in, unbelievable. She goes down on him in the car and meanwhile her husband has taken the kids out for ice cream and it's nighttime and he decides to turn his lights off because it's like a thing that they do it's like flying car or whatever like where they turn the turn the lights off and then they go over the hill well he doesn't see that there's a parked car in front of him he slams into the back of the car it causes her to bite off said teenage boy's penis and fun fact that's Mark Soper. Well, there's a lot there. Is Are we doing this movie on the podcast? Cause I don't know if we can. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in fucking World According to Garp that's like questionable at best. But um, anyway, so yes. So his mom brings him um, a piece of pumpkin pie, which he smashes in his hand. Yeah, just totally 
rips into pieces and then throws on the wall like a monkey flinging poo. That's all I thought about when he did it. I was he just did, like, oh, it's a zoo shot. <laughs> he throws the fucking pumpkin pie. He throws pieces of pumpkin pie and then the orderlies show up. Yeah, well, I, you're flinging poo. Whatever. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. So she's like, you know, oh, oh, Todd. So she leaves. And uh, meanwhile, there is a very odd touch football game going on at a Jacksonville, uh, which is called Shadow Woods, uh, a Jacksonville apartment complex. Yeah, like the largest, smallest apartment complex in all of Jacksonville. Right, right. And that's when we meet twin brother Terry, also played by Mark Soper. So Terry is, um, well, I mean, he's playing the field. Yeah, no, he's... He is playing the field. Uh, you know, we've got Karen, the girlfriend, but, you know, Andrea is, she shows up and, you know, she is about it. Definitely. Right. I think a- Andrea would be a great value, Rebecca De Mornay. And, you know, Terry's definitely charismatic and charming, but without, like... But he's also kind of dicky. Well, but I feel like that is totally a sociopathic characteristic that you're not taking in the consideration of everybody else. You're just winning new people over. Yeah. has told me it's called mirroring. Oh. Oh. Now, is this something that narcissists use? Yes. Yeah. They mirror their people of just like, oh, you do this. I do this. No shit. Yeah. And then they can't keep it up for long. And you go, why are you a different person? Right. Right. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Dropping some TikTok knowledge today. Okay. Where I get all my news. Love it. So now... So now it turns out it's it's actually Thanksgiving, and um, Mom is dressed in a oh Lord in heaven. Okay, there's a lot of Baby Jane action going on. Mom looks like an anorexic child, which is creepy in and of itself. But then it was also anorexic child who was free to pick out her own clothes and wants to be way too grown up because we are way too like low cut and push up bra and everything but also pigtails we're not really filling up the top of the shirt and our eyes are sunken into the back of our skull and her titties are like fucking just falling out of that oh fall yeah it is absolutely uh baby jane-esque and very, she is uncomfortable to look at. <laughs> That's so good. Louise Lazar, uncomfortable to look at. Yeah. I was just like, how did she get this leading role of like sexy, slutty mom? Was like Daryl Hannah busy? I'm wondering. So I, I was wondering about that. I was wondering if the reason that they hired her was because she was such a name in the 70s. And then they kind of figured like, OK, we're bringing in a name. And maybe that was the whole like, we're going to bring in a name and that's going to get us more money or recognition. OK, but not the kind of recognition or money you would want. Um, So it turns out mom is getting married to the property manager, Brad. Yeah. No, good for her. Uh. It's I'm she's moved up in the world of, you know, being able to be slutty and get a free place to live because property manager lives on site for free. So everything you make is profit. Nothing goes to rent. Good for you. Oh, dude. Totally didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I dated a uh, the maintenance guy of a property. And yeah, we did not pay rent. Our like basic bills were paid for. 
No shit. Okay. Yeah, I had no idea that was a thing. Um, so while they are, oh, and also, by the by, they're all eating Thanksgiving dinner together and it's literally his girlfriend, the girl who wants to fuck him across the, uh, like across the table with her mom and then the, and then uh, Brad and I think, who else is at that table? Karen. Karen. Okay. Karen the yeah. girlfriend. So Karen the girlfriend, girl, girl, Andrea, the girl who wants to fuck him. And who just moved to the neighborhood. So I, I mean, it makes the most sense to me that they would be there because like we don't know anybody else. Okay. So like that's, hey, you know, you just moved to the neighborhood. Why don't you come over for Thanksgiving? You can meet my son and his girlfriend will be there. They're around Andrea's age. I get all of that. Like, you know, and yet it's still a really uncomfortable Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. It's such an uncomfortable Thanksgiving. And then, um, oh, and then they get a phone call. Yes. Now uh, the phone rings and mom goes and answers it and then only talks to her teenage son, not her fiance, not like doesn't hold it to herself the way I think a mom does of just like, we will handle this phone call in a moment. Let's just go and have a holiday dinner. No, calls her 17 year old son in to let him know your son has escaped the mental institution. Exactly. And then he's like, she even tells us, she's like, don't ruin Thanksgiving. Don't tell people about it. And what does Terry do? Terry literally walks into the Thanksgiving dinner, sits down, and he's like, my crazy brother escaped from the mental institution. And he thinks he's on his way here. Can you please pass the greens? <laughs> also, that Thanksgiving dinner looked kind of lame. No, everything was beige. Even, like, the green beans were beige somehow. It, it, Thanksgiving food, while delicious, I hate the color spread. Yeah, yeah, it's very, uh, you know, fall. Yeah, very, just, beige. I just, I don't. I don't like beige. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Not there really isn't a whole lot of color. No. So that's that's my challenge this year is when I make Thanksgiving, whatever I make, we're gonna have some damn color. Right. Whether it's lasagna with the turkey. <laughs> I don't some care. fucking add some fucking turnips for yeah. purple. Yes. Yeah. We're having radishes. <laughs> radishes. Make it pink. Um so Andrea uh <laughs> At the dinner table, by the and she's sitting like she's sitting near this dude's girlfriend. She says, "I'm babysitting for Julie tonight. Why don't you come by?" Yeah, I'm probably just gonna be so bored. And Karen, the girlfriend, is just sitting there like, "Bitch, what?" Uh, but doesn't say anything. Doesn't say anything. And then meanwhile, they're passing around carrots and celery like wings at B-Dubs. Yes. Oh yeah. No. With uh, black olives right in the middle. I was just like, but that should be ranch. And yet, even the carrots, black olives, and celery are beige somehow. And, and Terry's like, man, mom, this looks good. And it's like, no, it doesn't. No, it looks like mom threw together what was left in the refrigerator. And what's funny about it is that they refer to the loony bin as school. School. Yes. They He escaped from his school. School. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot of school is talked about. Um, so then meanwhile, Dr. Berman shows up at, at the apartment complex with, oh, funny thing about this is when, when Dr. Berman shows up with her little minion, I literally thought someone was playing a prank. Um, Jackie. And when they first introduced Jackie, I was just like, are, do all the guys here have girl names? Cause now we have Terry, we have Jackie. And I was just like, who's the next guy going to be? If it's like a Chris or something, I'm really putting something together. Robin. Yes. 
Yeah, just something is going on. Right. Sam. Yeah, it's just very strange. So what I thought was a practical joke, turns out it's actually Dr. Berman and Officer Doofy uh, with a tranquilizer gun. Yes, with one tranquilizer gun, they are the only two that have shown up and they are going to find Todd, I'm assuming, shoot him with a tranquilizer dart for, you know, throwing poo and uh, pick him up and put him over Jackie's shoulders and just take him back to school. Like he's a fucking white elephant. Right. Like, what? Are, what is the plan here? Even if we find Todd, we're just going to trank him and drag him by his feet, caveman style? Like, oh, God. So they're trying to figure out where he could have gone if he was coming home, if he was going to be hiding somewhere. So they asked Brad and Brad's like, well, there's only so much acreage here. We have a nature walk, which basically looks like any any fucking local park in Florida. Oh, yeah. No, it is any. Yeah. Well said. Well yeah. Said. And um, Brad's like, you know, my office is located across the way or whatever. I'm going to be I'm going to be doing that. And meanwhile, um, Maddie. Louise Lasser decides to play pill bottle roulette. Yes, with wine, which is the only way to play pill bottle roulette, if you ask my opinion. But yes, watching her descent into madness when we didn't start with a full deck as it was, was just, I did enjoy her performance in the absolute, her insanity of just, I'm going to take a whole bunch of pills. I'm going to start, you know, chasing those pills with wine. And the, my next scenes of showing mom's crazy uh, reminded me of uh, Requiem for a Dream with the mom. Oh, totally. Yes, absolutely. It, yeah, yes, 100%. It was like, you know, Louise Lasser could very well have played that role in Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, totally get it. Yeah, no, it's when I was watching it, I was like, I've seen this before. And, you know, since I have only watched Requiem for one time. One and done, baby. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, um, Terry, meanwhile, Terry sneaks up on uh, on Brad, which funny is that I, I, I guess I guess what has happened, what had happened was, is that by his mother deciding she's going to get married to Brad, Terry has had some kind of weird psychotic break. Well, I don't think that I, I think I, I mean, I don't think that he likes Brad and mom's going to get married, but I think now he has his excuse for killing again. He has been confined by the fact that there was no one to take the fall this time. So I needed to put on the mask of being normal. Okay. And now that Todd has escaped school, when I go on this fucking rampage again, uh, Todd will take the fall for it yet again. And I can get this out of my system. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Uh, totally makes sense. So Terry, Terry sneaks up on Brad and... <laughs> While he's drinking a beer, a Pabst. PBR, Paps Blue Ribbon, only the good stuff for you, Brad. That's right. Stay classy, Jacksonville. So uh, Terry hacks off his hand while still holding the beer. Yes. Oh, and I did actually like that scene because then like the hand kind of crushes the beer and then it goes limp and the beer like popped out. I got to say, like the effects in this movie really made up for... The, everything else yes for all of mom's shenanigans well what's really interesting is that i i love the killings in this film the killings sure. in this film are so much fun and yeah. the killings make it a fun movie yes no the 
killings and really the entertainment that Terry has, like, committing them. Like, I was oddly rooting for Terry to just slaughter these people who have done... Brad was a perfectly fine human being. Totally fine. Wasn't weird, wasn't creepy, wasn't abusive to mom. There was no reason to cheer his death on. And there I was, like, fuck yeah. And if Brad looks familiar, he's actually the head of the Ku Klux Klan in Porky's 2 the next day. Oh, okay. I was like, God damn it. No, it's no, fine. Okay. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I was you like, that, that is like the most obscure reference. Yeah. So don't, no, don't worry about it. It's just like, oh, yeah, no, he's really a grand wizard. But I was like, man, all right, well, now. <laughs> Actual grand wizard. Right, like he's actually protesting and, you know, banning books on the streets of Mississippi. And I was going to be like, God damn it. So meanwhile, Dr. Berman decides to go into the woods and, um, sure. and, and Jackie decides to try to entice who he thinks is Todd, because it's fucking confusing, tries to entice who think he thinks is Todd by promising him weed. Well, yeah, he's smoking a joint, and he's like, hey, man, you want to hit this? And can I just add that I think Jackie should be on a registry? Like, he's creepy. He's very, 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 very creepy. And it's just so weird that this doctor basically has this, like, teenage boy in tow to help her find this other teenage boy yeah very reminiscent of pieces which oh yes yes where we're uh we're, we're like uh, oh no we gotta get what's his nuts from uh from the college who's not even a fucking criminal justice major to right. help us solve this crime uh i like him that's why he's on the case okay. <laughs> i can vouch for this kid this kid is solid yeah. no he's really not yeah um, uh so so then okay uh, he tries to, he tries to entice him with the dope and then they have, but then Terry turns around, machetes him and they have the most homoerotic embrace I have ever seen. Yeah, no, he takes, I guess a machete. I'll give you a machete, but puts it all the way through his back. And then they stare very lovingly into one another's eyes as Jackie's lights go out. And then Terry steals his joint. Oh, he does steal his joint. Yeah. That's right. I was oh. just like, oh, this is rude. Rude. But yeah, it says, he, yeah, I did write it. Homoerotic embrace kept the reefer. Yeah. I mean, really, what was Jackie going to do with it now anyway? But maybe that is why Karen and Andrea can't get it in. Yes, totally true, man. They cannot get laid to save their lives in this movie. So Maddie, meanwhile, sits on the kitchen floor uh, and eats green beans and mac and cheese out of a bowl. And... I really have that it was corn, but I, I can understand that it was, it is literally sitting like legs spread in her baby doll fucking dress with the refrigerator cracked and just like the light hitting her. And it is fucking it. She looks like a little doll. <laughs> it is so alarming. It's she makes me so uncomfortable and it's outright like saran wrap over the top so you know we haven't heated anything and yeah she's just eating with her fucking hands right out and i was just like oh god mom mom put the xanax oh there's so much going on there and then uh meanwhile dr berman gets killed in the woods and basically chopped in half oh yeah no she gets sliced right through the midsection which was fuck you don't see it but you just wind up upon her and she's in two different pieces in the woods like a like a like a fucking like sod woman in half yes yeah it was a magic trick gone wrong in the woods 
And then meanwhile, we cut back and Maddie is guzzling wine while trying to dial a rotary phone. Yes. And mom is also meth cleaning the kitchen. Oh, yes. She is totally meth cleaning the kitchen inside. She's cleaning the the oven. And then she like takes she takes the vacuum and she tries to vacuum under the bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the meth cleaning. Really? I was just like, what did we take now? Because now we're on the opposite of Xanax isn't making meth clean. What do you what what are we taking, mom? You took Xanax and Vivance? <laughs> I was like, Sarah, I'm like, is she on Adderall? Yeah. What's happening right now? Let's go down and up and down and up. No wonder we can't use a rotary phone. Those things were confusing. Those are things are confusing on a good day and sober. So, uh, meanwhile, we yeah, we smash cut. Berman is cut in half. Um, meanwhile, uh, Terry decides to take a shower with his underwear on. Well, how else are you going to do it? I mean, you just committed murder. You're covered in blood. But, you know, you don't want your willy hanging out. It's rude. He's a never nude. He's a never nude. He's got some eunuch things going on. A never. He's just a Ken doll. Yeah. That's why he doesn't want to fuck anybody. Yeah. That's. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, so meanwhile, Maddie has no idea that Brad is dead. So Maddie continuously tries to call him on the rotary phone. And she. It, it, then she ends up talking to the operator for an incredibly long amount of time. And so this is where Maddie and I kind of break up a little. Uh, yeah, because I'm so team Maddie until right now. <laughs> That's not true. Um, like, it's an apartment complex. Why doesn't she go to the office? Right. It's literally, like, within walking distance <laughs> of the apartment. Yeah, you're meth cleaning. So you have all this fucking energy to burn. Literally walk to the fucking office instead of just rage calling him and on a rotary phone that's got to take four minutes it's not a cell phone that you're just hitting redial on it's you and now yeah now we have to bother the operator on thanksgiving of just it's a real emergency you gotta send me through operator please it's a real emergency (laughs) oh my god So, yes, after the real emergency, Terry decides to put on, uh, okay, so did you notice all, (laughs) did you, did you notice all of the Nike product placement in this movie? Not at all. Literally, literally. Shoes, shirts, pants, shorts, Nike, all fucking over the place. Good for Nike. I mean, I guess. I mean, I was like wondering, I'm like, what product placement? fairy did they make a wish on because it really it's really crazy um so anyway so terry puts on a nike uh polo shirt and decides to go and visit the slutty babysitter known as andrea yes uh shows up andrea's all very excited and she's like i have vodka and tomato juice or tomato juice and vodka and he's like just tomato juice i don't drink and i was like oh God, you are, you're gay. You, you're gay. <laughs> we have to cut that out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's see. He's like, well, what? that's why he's murdering. I think he's, he's murdering because he's gay and yeah, can't deal with it. Yeah. He's the 80s. And he's probably attracted to his brother. Probably. And he, or he's probably attra- he's attracted to Greg or yeah. he's attracted to any of these other douches that are hanging out. Uh, oh, yeah. So he turns the TV on. He's like, let's see what's on TV. 
Yeah, and she's like purring on him and snuggling up and all sorts of things. Wearing a tank top, no bra. No, just nothing but nipple city. And just could not be less interested. I kept waiting for him to like put on Exorcist 3. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, indeed. Little do- little Dahmer action for this. Um, so meanwhile, Karen goes looking for Terry and finds Todd. And before before she realizes that it's Todd, she basically just offers her vagina to him on a silver platter. Yeah, she's just like, hey, we haven't been talking. You haven't come to see me. We aren't writing letters. Nothing's going on. Kind I don't know where you are emotionally, so please make love to me. And I was like, who wrote that line as like a teenage girl? It had to be a dude. For sure. I was just like, I, I mean, unless it's the desperate ploy of just like please stay with me i guess but right consider my vagina yeah like nothing else i'm doing is working are you interested in some vagine and then like he and so then when she she realizes it's todd he awkwardly looks at her and says you seem nice i've never kissed a girl before and she's like oh okay i gotta go and just turns around and runs away so (laughs) and she she jumps into a car with two dudes who look like they are auditioning for seinfeld yeah uh jean jacket fuzzy top all and like they're just sitting in a car in the parking lot like together like you do yeah just i was like how did she know that they were okay i mean she literally like she she like walks and then she goes oh and jumps into their car yeah and then it's just like oh yeah my friends that are always in the car in a parking lot okay and then she's like she's like i just ran into terry's twin brother todd he's really weird and then obviously the next thing to do is to take a baseball bat out of the car Fun fact, if you travel with a bat in your car, also have a uh, mitt. Your lawyer will thank you. But... (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, right. So then Julie... Julie and Julie's date come home um, in, like, $10 prom outfits. Oh, yeah, Julie. Yeah, the, the, you know, the owner of the baby that Andrea was babysitting for. Yes, Julie comes home and her date is one of the most awkward gentlemen ever. Also, once again, once again, women cannot get laid in this movie. Everyone is throwing themselves at these men and they are so disinterested in the vagine. Yeah, like... I absolutely, like, she's got this little, like, silver platter, and it looks like, you know, all tiny little liquor bottles on it. So they're drinking wine. Coco Ribe. Yeah. And he picks up one, and he was just like, coconut liqueur, uh, not for children. Why would it say that? It's liqueur. And she's like, read the bottle again. (laughs) Yeah, they look like they came back from, like, a steak and ale. Yeah. Or a Bennigan's. Oh, man, I miss steak and ale. And then, yeah, he reads it again, and it is, you know, an all-over body lick or. And she's just like, I'm- Oh, my God, I just got that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, this was massage oil. This was not drinking. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I totally <laughs> I totally thought it was just some, like, really weird liquor, like, 
like fucking like white people drank in the 80s like oh, like like a martini and rossiasi spumante bullshit oh no 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 this was not like a prosecco yeah no this this was it's fucking lickable yeah like oh god and yeah she just has a silver platter it looked like she had a bottle of hennessy and then lickable oil on a silver platter and she's like i'll be right back i'm gonna go slip into something more comfortable and then she comes out she she literally like slips into one of the trashiest pieces of lingerie i think i've ever seen like she looks like a, a Video. yeah no or a, or or a hooker in um new york ripper yeah yeah no uh very fredericks of hollywood oh very much yeah yeah and just that's what she with the skirt and the guard like a cape there's a lot to take off there i was like oh my god how were babies born that's like a it's so weird right and then her baby starts crying and she's like don't cock block me infant yeah oh totally yeah love that actually i'm gonna go get you a rich daddy and then the baby stops crying baby got it together real quick and was just like oh we're gonna get out of this shithole apartment sorry let me get my act together mom (laughs) (laughs) so then so then um, there's a there's a knock at the do- while she's having this incredibly inappropriate conversation with her infant. Um, there's a knock at the door and she says any and date date says, oh, oh, it's one of those kids from before. And she's like, well, just let him in. How did she know it was the him? Because if it was one of the kids from before, it could have been the girl, Andrea, or the guy, Terry. But however, she says, let him in. And that was a mistake. And of course. Yeah, exactly. So Terry attacks, you know, weird prom dude. And um, and then she looks through the she looks through the people and she sees she sees him and goes, oh, and opens the door, and it's actually the severed head of her date hanging by electrical cord. I love that. I thought that was actually so fucking clever that, like, his head is just right at the peephole level, and she just opens it up of, like, what you doing, silly, in her Fredericks of Hollywood lingerie? And then it's just his severed fucking head. And that that's the scene. Now we have no idea what happened to Julie. Right. Absolutely no idea. Now we cut to Todd has somehow gotten into, um, well, his his apart his his house his apartment that where his his mom lives and um he goes into what i think is his old room yeah it is his old bedroom that has never changed which by the way includes a yoda bust a pair of jordan shoes lots of trophies yeah i was just like this was such your normal like 10 year old i know he's supposed to be seven ish but like 10 year old boy books star wars trophies like the butt of a gun yeah yeah just but like very normal 10 year old boy type shit and i was like but how have you never changed his room in 10 fucking it's not like he was missing you know like i get like the missing kid aspect but like you knew where he was and if he's gonna come home he's not fucking 10 anymore yeah. Then we're treated to Maddie passing out on the green shag carpet. Yeah, no, love Maddie just slipping down the wall into unconsciousness. And uh, Todd Todd picks her up and carries her to the bedroom. And she says, come give me a kiss. And it was like, what in the flowers in the attic is going on? Oh, yeah. Very. And, you know, not like a kiss on the cheek. Didn't do that. Didn't do, you know, kiss on the forehead. Nope. We did a full on mouth kiss. Mm. Welcome to Jacksonville. Mm -mm -mm. 
All right, we are back with the blood rage. Uh, okay, so now Andrea is covered in some sort of special effects makeup, and so she decides to take what we can only describe as a very light shower. Yeah, just like a little, just like a little trickle, just a little trickle in the background. You know, I just want to get like a little wet, which I've never said, but. <laughs> Man, if I'm if I'm in a shower, it's a fucking silkwood shower, right? Yeah. It's like it's like I want my entire body to be like drenched, and I there is no like just a light sprinkle of a shower, basically. It's um, like having a Saint Bernard drool on you, just like a little, just yeah. like just like, like, like a like, pant, and you just get slobbered on. And so uh, she, Andrea, then proceeds to rinse her vagina like she's watering a plant. Yeah, you no, know, it's a very I've never seen the technique done before, and I was like, you know, maybe maybe she's onto something. Maybe that's you know how you keep your pH proper. And that's funny. It's funny that you said that though, because I was thinking, I'm like, the guys in this movie aren't gonna get her off, and neither is that showerhead. No, not nobody is getting off. I well, except mom. Mom gets off. And uh, okay, speaking of people who are getting off, uh, they decide to go play night. Andrea decides to go play night tennis. Yeah, like there was there. So there, you know, there's the whole conversation. It's just like, oh, we're gonna go over here, whatever. And then the other two, they're just like, oh yeah, Andrea wants to play night tennis. And I was like, oh, somebody's finally gonna bang. And then they really played night tennis. <laughs> That's the best part about that is that they literally. Play night tennis. Like, they're playing t- night tennis. He lobs... Does he lob it over the fence, or did she lob it over no, the fence? No, him. Okay. He, he lobs she, it over the fence. He goes and gets it, you know, and I just kept thinking, like, what a gentleman. Yeah, yeah, right? She she goes and gets it, and then he proceeds to lay on the tennis court, which can't be comfortable. No, yeah, and he's just like, oh, man, that shot of tequila really got me in my ass you know i'm just gonna lay on the tennis court you okay and you know she's fumbling through the dark for a tennis ball i was like okay and then meanwhile maddie is on the phone with the operator for an incredibly long amount of time and do you remember the days when you could talk to a live op- operator yeah you just call zero and you could ask them stuff it was our generations of google so you could just call the operator and be like, what time is it in San Francisco? Right, exactly. You could uh, you could literally call the operator and ask about the time. I remember I used to, okay, so check this out. I used to call the operator to get the names of like TV stations, like cable stations. I would call the cable station and be like, hey, are you guys playing Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers this month? Yeah. <laughs> I do remember just calling the operator and just like asking random questions. Yeah, this was our Ask Jeeves, if you Oh, wow. We just dated ourselves. Well, we're calling the operator. It's, yeah, we have dated. We've been dated. Crazy dog. Okay, so meanwhile, Andrea is getting laid, but there's a fucking problem here. She is getting laid on a diving board. Now, kids, if you're listening, back in the day, Pools were equipped with a board that you could dive off of until people just kept breaking their necks and they decided to outlaw them. I cannot think of a more uncomfortable place to have sex than bare-backed. Oh my god, right? Because she's, okay, so here's, let's just set the scenario for the audience here. The diving board has a towel on it, but... 
the towel is so douchebag McGillicuddy can kneel on. Yeah, no, it is only for his knees because it's going to be painful, but the her back is just getting drag that this was like the most gruesome horrific thing in the entire movie entire movie like yeah. forget the gore guys right. but really being be, having your back shaved like a cheese grater on a fucking diving board to get like five minutes of pleasure and pleasure it's high school sex <laughs> I, did anybody have good high school sex i no 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 sex in high school is like you know it's it's, it's like Oh, well, I better screw first period. I'm going to smoke a joint and give head in that Acura. Yeah, like it was currency of just like, oh, yeah, I I don't I don't remember when I had good sex. Wasn't high school, though. <laughs> you mean like in general or in high school? Well, like like when it's like the first time it was actually I was just like, oh, oh yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. this is a this I, is I lost my virginity at 17 after performing a striptease to She's Only 17 for my 25-year-old boyfriend in my childhood bedroom while my parents were out bowling. I love that story. (laughs) And I lost my virginity to Lady in Red. So that song's been ruined for me for years. I love everything about that story. That's I'm I'm not gonna talk about mine. <laughs> no, no, no. Now I wanna know. Was it like was was it on a motorcycle? Oh no. No. It was in a doghouse in a backyard. There was no strip tease, there was no music. Were you just like first of all, is it I thought dog houses were really, really small. No, no, they they had a very large dog, so we were playing manhunt with the neighborhood children, like outside tag and hide and go seek. Yes, so yeah, and uh, they, yeah, we just decided to go dip into the doghouse, dip in real quick, and then continued playing manhunt. Like amazing. Yeah, no, no, you have a you have a much better virginity loss story than I do. No, I do not. You had music. You were in a bed. <laughs> no, I was on the floor there was a strip tease there that's much better than a dog house in somebody's backyard well oh my god yeah good lord speaking of so speaking of coitus interruptus uh um let's never never talk about that again guys okay so terry shows up to basically to fuck up andrea and and uh seinfeld's day yeah, well, but thankfully, I was actually rooting for him at this point. Anything to not get railed on a diving board. Yeah, you know what? And there's, I gotta say this, just as a horror fan, there's not enough pool murders. No. I absolutely love pool murders. And when you just see the pool start flowing out red, I love it. Uh, one of the best that I've seen was uh, Let the Right One In. Okay, okay, so... Fun fact, never seen that movie. And is it true? Right. Is it true that there's two versions of that? Two versions. You have to watch the foreign. Don't watch the American. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Trash. Yeah. No, do the subtitles. It is absolutely. So Lost Boys has to be like, you know, your favorite fucking vampire movie. Of course. It absolutely. Well, although I will say near dark, that's that's one of my all time favorites, too. But I do get that Lost Boys is like the music and all of the other cool stuff that's in it. 
Yeah. So I see Near Dark. I have in the top five. So okay. Lost Boys, but Let the Right One In is directly under Lost Boys, and it's a vampire movie. Vampire. Wow. Okay. Totally. You heard it here first. Aaron's gonna watch uh, Let the Right One In. That's yeah, good. No, we should do that on the show. Ah, uh, totes. We totes. should do like a subtitle month. Oh, I love that. Like yeah. four, dude. Yeah. Four in February. I love it. Oh man, look at that. Look at that. Fuck it. See this? The yeah. the, the greenhouse of its germination, right here. I love it. Okay. House has nothing on us. That's right, baby. <laughs> so 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 Terry has has killed this couple, and now he decides to take Karen and go back to his place, and proceeds to bat pillows off his couch like an angry cat. Yeah, I, and I kept thinking he hid something in the couch and he's gonna kill her i totally thought if there was a butcher knife underneath the cushion yeah no there isn't he's literally just throwing throw pillows like a child having a tantrum it's weird because you're thinking like well maybe he's just trying to make it more comfortable but then i'm like no i'd rather fuck on the pillow i don't really want to fuck on like the couch under the pillow right it like why does nobody care about the woman in this movie? <laughs> yes, this movie really should have just, it should not have been called Blood Rage. It should have been called like, fuck your pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> no dick for you. No dick for you, my friend. No, no dick, dick for you. No orgasms. We're done with this. Um. Okay, so then there is a Scooby-Doo chase. Yeah, very Scooby-Doo fucking, like, you could see them, like, running across the hallway almost, like, in the doors, and then they show up in the other doors, and it was very, yeah, Scooby-Doo chase is a perfect analogy for that whole fucking scene. Great way to describe it. So then, um, let's see, okay, so then Maddie goes to, oh, well, first of all, Maddie looks in the trash- as yes. you do. Yeah. Oh, and no, no, uh, no trash bag. No trash bag. Right. No trash Which bag. straight, straight up fucking trash behavior. It just stressed me out, especially on Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. Like, ew. Yeah. What? Uh, but yeah, I mean, the shirt is in there perfectly clean, minus, you know, it being bloody. But trash can is in pristine fucking condition. Right. For no trash bag. Absolutely. No trash bag. She looks in the, the in the trash can and finds the bloody Nike, if you're paying attention, rugby shirt that belongs to Terry. Yes. He took that off so he could then change into his nice clothes to continue murdering. Right. As you do. <clears throat> so... She realizes something must be up. She decides to go over to um oh fuck balls. Who is she, who is she dating? Who is she dating? Is it on there? Is it oh, Rick? Rick. Not Rick. Welcome to Jacksonville. Yeah. What is that dude's name? Ray? Fiance. It just says fiance. Okay. So she goes over to her fiance's house, and if you're keeping track, he's already dead. Um this is awesome. This is a fucking awesome scene because yes. she because she walks up to him and he's basically propped up on the stump because his fucking hand is gone. He's propped up on his stump and she basically like walks up to him and I think she put she kind of pushes him like to see yeah. like, hey, are you awake? Yeah. Just like the whole first scene of her like banging on the sliding glass doors and we can see all the carnage. Now, I don't understand how she cannot see any carnage at all but okay and yeah he's propped up on his stump almost makes it look like he's on the phone oh you know what i didn't even i didn't get that i did not get that that's that's good yeah 
And then, you know, she finally comes in and she's, you know, hysterical fucking Maddie. And he just kind of like flopped. And I was just like. And then his head splits like a bloody cabbage. For no reason. Just it hit the desk with enough force that he just exploded. And I said, what? I don't know why that happened. It was cool, but I don't right. know why. It very, very, it looks good. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah, but it's really ridiculous. Yeah, no, very, unlike the rest of this movie, which was just so spot on and logical. Right, we were, yeah. we were actually really good until this moment. Yeah, at this moment is where you lost us. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, they go to Julie's house and shockingly enough, Julie is dead. She's actually has a, she has a machete through her chest yes. and also still wearing her Fredericks of Hollywood lingerie. Well, what else are you going to, if you're going to get murdered, dress up for the occasion. Let's yeah. get it together. Ladies. She's in like a chair. Yeah, chair, Fredericks of Hollywood, very, uh, and machete through the chest. And, uh, meanwhile, Karen has finally, finally fucking figured out that Terry is the killer because he picks up what looks like a barbecue fork in the middle of, like, the the weird nature pathway. Yeah, and, uh, you know, murders his best friend. Right. Murders his best friend, and then he, like, picks it up, and then he immediately goes after her, and she's like, oh my god! Yeah. Uh, so then they, you know, they're in the house then and realizes Terry's, you know, the fucking killer, uh, uses zero because 911 isn't a thing to call the police. And then on the way out, she grabbed the baby. Right. Which, I mean, Hillary and I don't really like children. No. So, uh, I mean, obviously, if you listen to our show, you know that probably we're probably going to leave that fucking kid. Yeah, I felt this was like the worst I felt in the whole movie because she grabbed the kid and I went, "Ooh, bad move. Right. And like people looked at me and they were just like, what? You can't. And I said, the baby's made it this far. If he was going to kill the baby, he would have killed the baby when he killed the mom. Absolutely. And. That baby, I was totally going to say that. That fucking infant is going to slow her down. Yeah, it's just a fucking tracking beaker. Because you're probably (laughs) sad or hungry or wet. And you're just going to yell and let him know where I am. So you got to stay, baby. I would have, yeah. Baby's not coming. So, uh, So Karen takes the baby. And, uh, meanwhile, Todd is sort of in hot pursuit of her, uh, that, that Todd would be the good twin, uh, and they all end up in the pool house. Yes, that is now emptied of blood. So very good filter. Thing. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a great that's a great pool filter. You gotta yeah. you gotta love that apartment complex pool filter uh, action. And then they uh, they run in and Karen Karen opens up. No, no, no. You know what? Terry opens up the sauna and there's two dead bodies in there. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember whose bodies. Wait, are. is could it be Andrea and si- oh, yeah, Seinfeld? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's the uh, uh, fucking on the diving board people. Andrea and yeah, yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. Got yep. it. Okay, so so she yeah, so he he kind of like looks at it and kind of like giggles like look at what I did, tee hee hee. And then meanwhile, Karen decides to put the baby in the cabinet. Very Halloween six. Yeah, very Halloween six. But this came out first, so maybe Halloween six is more blood rage. But and the baby isn't crying. It's like the most calm baby ever. It was just like, oh, okay, you just picked me up. You're a fucking stranger. We're now in the dark in a dark, uncomfortable cabinet. Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. So now we have one of my favorite scenes of this movie because they they shot this with like a stunt double for ter- the Terry and Todd fight. And whoever the stunt double is, is wearing like a full on mama's family level of gray wig. Yes, yeah, it, the uh, toupee piece, if you will, 
is very I went, oh, okay, yeah, no, they're not twins. Yep. Okay. Just <laughs> yeah. in case you thought they really had twins, which I feel like you could have found in the 70s, but no, no, we're going to hire one actor. He can play both roles. And then when they need to communicate, we're just going to throw this guy in a wig. And no one's going to notice. No one's going to notice. They're fighting in the pool. Um, Maddie shows up, fucking batshit nuts, with a gun. Yeah, I don't Wait, know. where did she, did she get the gun from, from fiance's house? I believe the fiance's drawer, if that serves. That totally actually charts uh, that she would do that. Okay, so she brings the gun and shoots Terry. Yeah. And Terry is, uh, shoots Terry a lot. Yeah, oh yeah, shoots Terry, and Terry's like a little shot. Very, again, Halloween-esque. I shot him six times. <laughs> yeah. Donald Pleasance could have made this a better movie. Well, Donald Pleasance could make anything a better movie. Ah, I fucking love him. Rest in peace, buddy. Rest in peace. Um, So Maddie has shot Terry, and she leans over to Todd, and she says, come to mommy. And this whole Oedipus complex thing comes to fruition. Yeah, no, this was this was actually like a kind of a heartbreaking fucking scene for me. Because like Todd goes over and she is just super mom. All of a sudden, all the Xanax and the wine and the insanity and the anorexia and everything that she got going on with her like she is just super mom of it's you and it's me and I love you and it's you're the just, best. It's just you and me. Terry. And that's when Todd realizes that mom still thinks that I'm Todd is the killer and his world just fucking shatters. And you see it. He does it. He, he, yeah. So Todd gets up and actually like walks over to the wall and starts like hitting his head on the wall and saying, I'm Todd. I'm Todd. I'm Todd. Very angrily. So, I mean, you know, the acting in this movie, I have to say this, with the exception of a few, you know, stragglers, um, for the most part, everybody's playing to the back row. Yeah, no, yeah. Todd's performance in this fucking scene, I absolutely loved. I totally fucking bought in. I saw the heartbreak on his face. The absolute, I'm having just absolutely like a disassociative fucking state my brother has set me up for murder i've lost you know 10 years of my fucking life my mom still thinks that it's me just like the heaviness of that and just yeah he just starts bashing his face into the fucking wall and then maddie realizes what she's done and blows her brains out at the pool thanks Uh, the idea of just having todd like, Todd is now back in the fucking institution, for sure. And uh, Karen runs off with a baby. Yeah, yeah. We don't, there's really no other explanation yeah. for it. Karen Karen literally, like, just absconds with the child. Fucking credits. Yeah, that's it. Just, you know, Terry and, Terry's dead. Todd, institution. Maddie, dead, buried, long forgotten. And Karen raises a baby. All right, so uh, next week. Okay, so do we have any shout out? I mean, obviously the dog's not here, so we don't have like a like a like a you know ushering in the shout out. But um, I will give a shout out to a podcast that I have been uh, fortunate enough to be involved in called the Scared Shitless Podcast, and um, I've been on the uh, Dreamscape episode as well as the Friday the 13th Part 2 episode and the Wicker Man episode. So that's been kind of nice to be able to do it. And it's um, hosted by uh, Slinky Jallo. That's Slinky Jallo. Uh, and um, Sims and me. 
Uh, and it's been kind of nice just to be able to get involved with that and share like some real scary shit. Like that's what's, what's kind of cool about the show is that, yeah, we do like a, a whole blow by blow of the movie, but a lot of the stuff that Sims kind of came up with was he wanted to choose movies that actually scare people. Like he wanted to choose movies that he found genuinely disturbing. I already told him, I was like, I'm not doing Serbian film and I'm not fucking doing girl next door. Yeah, no, no Serbian film. No, Megan is missing. Oh, God, I totally forgot about Megan is missing. Oh, my God. No. Also, uh, no trauma. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just, see, that's the thing. No, that's a movie. Oh, wait, there's a movie called Trauma? Yes, do not watch it. I made it about four minutes in and I had to turn it off. Get the fuck out. Is it because you're usually pretty, you know, yeah. you know, you have the, the, the iron constitution, as my grandmother would say. Um, but you so is it is it like rapey trauma or uh, you, the opening scene is just a woman tied to the chair, legs open, and it, she's pretty much going to be raped to death. Oh, what in the fucking fuck? Dude, okay. So, anyway, that show, great, yeah. awesome, uh, and, and, and not rapey. And yeah. not rapey. We don't do rapey movies on that show. So that's actually good. But I do kind of like the fact that we get to talk about, like, our fears. And, uh, and with Wicker Man, it was, like, the fear of organized religion. And with Dreamscape, it was, like, the fear of our dreams. And Friday, too, was just because we were bored that Sunday. So, <clears throat> anyway, check it out scared shitless and it's on youtube because apparently they know how to do youtube obviously we don't which means their show probably will make money and ours will not um but you know what we do have that 20 dollars sitting for sitting and waiting for us for that merchandise so you know what shout out to all of our audience members you my our little maniacs thank you for buying shit so that hillary and i can get a cup of coffee i will purposefully drink a cup of coffee with fan money and then we should actually have the scared shitless podcast come do our podcast with us and we could you know they could teach us a youtube thing that is so exciting look, look oh my god what a great fucking episode dude we're like totally yeah, talking to about this. all the people i'm your dirty little secret i love you so much though <laughs> you make the fucking show what it is <laughs> No, because you need somebody that actually knows stuff. No, you know what I was thinking? No, but what I was thinking is um, for Christmas, I want to release um, a bingo card for the show. Okay. Which just like all the shit that you hear in every episode. Like every time Aaron says bananas, every time Hillary pretends to not know what the fuck she's, she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember any of that. Um, I don't remember that. Anytime Hillary says you're the brains of the operation. Yeah, yeah but you are. You oh. definitely are. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. And um, next week we are dropping Enemy Mine, uh, which is going to be me and my cousin, Adam, who is a fucking badass motherfucker. And um, the week after, we're going to record one of Hillary and mine's favorite fucking movies ever, Harold and Mine. It is the best love story ever fucking told. I like, I don't even need to watch it. We could record it literally right now. I'm we could, we, t we totally could because we know it by heart. Yeah. No, it is when people ask me like, well, what's your favorite movie of all time? When they hear like, oh, I do a horror podcast and I love horror and cult and trash. And they go, oh, what's your favorite movie? And I go, oh, Harold and Maude. And they go, what, what is Harold and Maude? And I right. Go, and then you're like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. No, there's, we, we, we're all caught up here. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> Move it along. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and as always, my lovelies, stay manic. <laughs>